Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. There was a lot of cheering on Capitol Hill yesterday. I haven't said anything yet. (laughs) This came just before the House of Representatives passed a massive Republican-led tax reform bill. On this vote, the A's are 227, the nays are 205. The bill is passed. It was a strictly partisan vote with no Democrat voting for the bill. And now it's up to the Senate to finish its version. And while there are differences between the House bill and the Senate bill, both are proposing significant tax cuts for corporations, cuts that in particular could benefit Wall Street. With me are Rob Cox, the Breaking Views global editor at Reuters, and Rick Newman, who's a columnist for Yahoo Finance. And Rick, does Wall Street like what's in these bills? Sure they do. About 80% of the net benefits would go to the corporate sector. A little less than 20% go to individual taxpayers. That's not how they're labeling or selling the bill, but it really is largely a tax cut for businesses. It doesn't target Wall Street banks in particular, but they'll benefit from a lot of these provisions. They'll benefit disproportionately from the decline in the corporate tax rate from 35% to 20%. That's because they tend to have more of their income based in the United States taxed at U.S. rates rather than parked in Ireland. Uh, They will benefit as stocks rise in anticipation and then in actuality from tax cuts on corporate earnings. And uh, they will possibly get some additional trading revenue just because this will draw people into the stock market. Rob, one of the things that we heard during the campaign that the now president said was this. I would take carried interest out And I would let people that are making hundreds of millions of dollars a year pay some tax because right now they're paying very little tax. And I think it's outrageous. So, Rob, remind us again, what is the carried interest and is it being eliminated? It's not being eliminated, at least not yet. And it's basically a way for big investment fund managers, private equity firms, hedge funds and venture capitalists to avoid having to pay like the marginal rate of tax. That may be the 36 percent. Yeah, they might. Yeah, they'll pay the capital gains rate of around 20 percent. So it's a huge boon for them to not have that included in the bill. But the people who are benefit the most from this tax reform, if you I think I use reform in parentheses, is. It's really for the donor class. So someone like Steve Schwartzman, whose name is on the uh, New York Public Library, the owner of founder Blackstone, he has benefited mightily over the years from a carried interest exemption, right? So this is the class that is going to do extremely well. And as Rick pointed out, these are folks who own huge chunks of their wealth in the stock market or in public companies. So they're going to see an immediate increase in basically their claims on company earnings because they no longer go to Uncle Sam. In this most recent election cycle, the Center for Responsive Politics has calculated that the securities and banking industry is, you know, really right there at the top in terms of political donations to members of Congress. And the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, is often the top recipient. So just how much is Wall Street influencing Congress on tax reform? Well, it's not just Wall Street. It's the CEO class. I mean, broadly, because this is a fantastic way for them to give more to shareholders, buybacks, more earnings, more dividends. The economic argument is that actually it doesn't all fall to the bottom line. It doesn't all go to the shareholders. They use it for CapEx. They use it to hire more people. And that's why the economy will grow. That's the sort of premise underlying the argument for cutting the corporate tax rate. That is, of course, a huge remains to be seen. Um, that it's it, In theory, that may be right. In practice, we may see something else. The director of the National Economic Council recently talked to CNBC about the tax cuts. And this is what he said. The most excited group out there are big CEOs about our tax plan. 
they all tell me how excited they are to get a tax plan that makes the United States competitive. So Rick, he's arguing this is not about benefiting them individually, as Rob's describing, but it's it will allow them to do so much for their companies and it's going to help the economy. This is going to be one of these arguments that's going to go on forever. In five or 10 years, one side will say, where's the evidence? Uh, my guess is the evidence is going to be very thin. I think you have to go through so many wickets before this money actually reaches ordinary middle class workers. You know, this is also an administration that's really been pushing uh, for bank regulators to be a lot less aggressive. So if you add that in with tax cuts, is banking really a great place to be in business these days? It's a pretty good place to be in business these days. I would say yes. You know, the front for the business lobby pushing for the tax cuts is really not financial industry lobbyists. It's the business roundtable. It's the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Those are the traditional big uh, Fortune 500 lobbying groups. They're pushing for tax reform. Banks are getting something else that they want, which is a considerable amount of deregulation. We have seen, for example, some financial firms have been petitioning the government to reconsider whether they count as these so-called too-big-to-fail um, institutions. We've seen a few of those that where the government now has said, no, you actually don't count as too-big-to-fail anymore, which relieves them of a lot of regulatory burden. We're probably going to see other types of banking reform deregulation. And it's also worth pointing out that with the head of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau quitting, that was a Barack Obama appointee, Richard Cordray. It's a great bet that Donald Trump will replace him with somebody who's a lot friendlier toward Wall Street. Rob, if we step back to this question of Wall Street writ large, do you think that what you see going through uh, Congress right now is going to benefit the industry or or is it one where it benefits the companies, but not necessarily the people that work there? Uh, it benefits those who have capital. So if you have a lot of money in the stock market, you are going to benefit. If you work at a company and you get paid a ton of money in stock options or restricted stock, as most people do on Wall Street. In fact, that was one of the changes we made from a regulatory perspective is making people have skin in the game by being paid in stock rather than in cash. This will benefit them. But again, I'm talking about the one really percent, you know, the, or the one point five percent. If I really want to expand it, I think you could expand that a little bit. The best case that Republicans can plausibly make about at least what we know about the House bill, which is now passed, is it will benefit what I would call the shareholder class, which is whoever owns stocks in some form. Now, that includes a lot of people who don't trade stocks. They just have a 401k plan, which is invested in index funds or something. They have already benefited with the stock market going up over the last several years, assuming that these tax cuts push up the value of stocks, which most people think is likely to happen. Anybody who owns stocks will benefit, but Rob is right. The benefit will be vastly disproportionate at the top 1%. Of course, it undercuts the economic argument that not all of those, the savings will go straight to the shareholder, <laughs> right. that it will go to expanding hiring, expanding capital expenditure, which is part of the premise for this being a pro-growth policy. So it'd be interesting to see whether we split the baby and there's, we actually have shareholders do pretty well, but also companies expand. One last pie. thing really worth pointing out. There was a conference this week. Gary Cohn was there. There were CEOs in the audience. The moderator asked the CEOs in the audience, do you plan to spend more on plants and facilities and hiring more people because of tax cuts? If you do raise your hands, hardly any hands went up. Gary Cohn said, where are the rest of you? It was a very awkward moment. And this tracks with what CEOs have been telling us mm -hmm. at Yahoo Finance in interviews and other places. Are you going to just start spending more money because you have more money? And generally, they say, no, if there are business reasons to spend more money, we'll spend more money. If there aren't, we won't. Rick Newman is a columnist for Yahoo Finance. Rob Cox is the global editor of Breaking Views at Reuters. Thank you both for joining. Thanks, Thanks Charlie. Charlie. And I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. Money Talking.